This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello, and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you like more information about what you hear during the show today, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com. And while on the website, check out our podcast page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And as always, please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions about what we talk about during the show today or you want to sit down and have a face-to-face or virtual meeting. So it probably doesn't come as a surprise, unless you live under a rock, that the the market has been going down no. um, pretty precipitously uh, over How the last uh, six months. Um, and it's at this point, all the major indices are in what we call a bear market, right? They are down significantly to the point where the bulls have gone into hiding and the bears have come out to play. So what does that mean? How do we handle that um, when it comes to at least investing and saving for retirement? That's what we're going to talk about today. The fact that that we're in a bear market. It's probably here to stay. So what do we do? But before we get into that, I want to welcome in my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you today? Well, I'm doing good, but uh, the news isn't good. I mean, uh, let, in <laughs> fact, let's check in and see how... Let's see how... Uh, Wall <laughs> it's a run and hide. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Oh no, that's not good. That's not good. No. Well, yeah, we're uh, we're having some uh, troubles in the marketplace right now. But I think some people saw this coming. I mean, it's been a rough year already so far, hasn't it? Uh, it certainly has. As I said, most of the major indices are down. Uh, I think I looked this morning. The Nasdaq for the year is down thirty. The S and P is down sixteen. The, the Dow is down twenty plus. Um, so yeah, that's year to date since January one, which and we're about halfway through the year. It it ain't pretty. Um, and those indices are an indicator of even if if uh, a particular bond or stock isn't in that index, most of them have been you know trailing down with the overall market. So. Yeah. yeah, it's not pretty. Yeah, the only thing that's doing good is the VIX, the volatility index. <laughs> yes, well, usually they're, they're, they have an inverse relationship. So if, yeah. if you're tied to the VIX, it's through the roof at this point. So, <laughs> Yeah, but you don't want to bet against the market long term, that's for sure. But right now, uh, that's that's the situation we're in. And I think a lot of people, obviously, it's hitting people hard because of inflation. And I think the new inflation numbers, they were hoping they went down after the Fed increased the rate, but uh, it went up to 8.6. So um, the market has reacted negatively and gone down. And so we have really out of control inflation right now. It's it's just, uh, it's crazy. And of course, you can't turn on the news or read anything or look at the internet without seeing comments and news stories about gas prices and inflation and the cost of literally everything. 
Yeah, I mean, look, it's a, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but it's not a pretty picture. You, you hit on a number of things, Tony, right? Inflation's uh, at 8%. You know, once you get to 10%, that's technically the, the textbook definition of hyperinflation, which no one really wants to say, but we're approaching that. Um you know, the, the gas prices, food prices, everything's gone through the roof and people's uh, they then look at their portfolio that's also been wiped out. Um, so what do you do? Right. You, you, even if you move your money to cash, it's losing eight percent of its purchasing power year over year. So it isn't a pretty place to be right now um, uh, on multiple fronts. Mm, yeah, that's true. It, it really isn't. So we're talking about uh, what to do. Uh, when there is a bear market, uh, such as right now, uh, and uh, being prepared, hopefully you are working with a financial services professional. That's the first thing you can do, right? I mean, obviously, uh, that's huge. Knowledge is power. And, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, I've seen so many stories about uh, bear market right now. I think it's a relevant topic. And I think a lot of our listeners out there, even if they have a financial strategy, uh, they're probably, you know, hands off with it. Uh, and they might not be sure what the difference is between a bear market and a bull market. So uh, where do we start with this? Yeah, I think, I mean, you made a couple of good points there, Tony, and I think we'll address them as we go along, right? What's the value of working with a financial service professional, how you can protect yourself against some significant downside risk, especially if you're near retirement. Could you imagine thinking you're going to retire here in two years from now, and then all of a sudden 30% of your portfolio disappeared, Ooh. right? Money you needed. So, you know, those of us who are younger can certainly survive a bear market, but if you're close to retirement, it's not a good idea to be playing this game. So working with a financial service professional and, and positioning yourself uh, in, a, in a way to protect your downside, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I think a great place to start is actually understanding what a bear market is. The The textbook definition of a bear market is when uh, the major indices, uh, so like I listed at the top of the show, the, the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ or the Dow Jones, those are usually the top three that people know. When those indices are down 20% for the year, um, you know, that is the true definition of a bear market. And all of those indexes are right. They are down, if not very close to 20 percent. And there's probably a lot more to go, given what's going on. So we are now in a bear market. And remember, the bear market is just dealing with the market itself. Right. The Wall Street, the trading of stocks, bonds, financial vehicles uh, and and positions, it has a wider effect what's going on in, in the greater economy as well. So that's it's something to keep in mind. You know, 20% is, is the benchmark again, but um, even if you were down 10% that, or 20 or 15%, that's still not a good place to be. But again, the textbook definition is down 20% and we're there. We're in a bear market at this point. Wow. Well, and I know that uh, bear markets, I've read that bear markets anyway, can have a fairly significant psychological impact on investors. It can cause some of emotional reactions, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you kind of create a snowball effect, right? And, and sometimes humans generally act irrational when things start to get um, moving really fast. And so once you start getting momentum to the downside, right, once some of these indices start dropping uh, for a period of time, people kind of capitulate and they say, you know what, I just want to get out of the way. But every time someone gets out of the way and they sell a position, it compounds the problem. So the indexes continue to go down. And there might be bumps, you know, they might spike here or there. But when the overall trend is downward for a period of time, it continues 
used it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and it continues to go until it gets to a point where um the traders on wall street and those that buy and sell stocks are like all right things are cheap enough now i'm willing to to kind of dip my toes back in and it arrests that downward slide. But once that downward slide has momentum, whether it's rational or not, it usually continues to roll. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, when we look back at the history of bear markets, uh, what are some of the things that typically cause them? And more importantly, how long do they generally last? I mean, obviously, the Fed uh, raising interest rates and inflation, I mean, that's part of it. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole host of things, right, that can cause a, a bear market. I mean, we had one, we technically had one back at, in 2000 when COVID hit, right? While that was clearly because of COVID, no one knew what was going to happen. And, and it went down really fast, but it also came back pretty fast because overall the economy was generally healthy, right? Once you looked beyond COVID and said, okay, if, if COVID, if we fix this situation and we got back to quote unquote normal, things will roll. And so that was a bear market then. But then we look at this bear market and it's a lot bigger, right? We now have much bigger systemic problems. We talk about inflation. We talk about still supply chain issues. We still have uh, the largest, one of the largest manufacturers in the world, China, is locking down some of their major cities because of COVID. So you have production issues. And then you have a war in Ukraine. So you've had a number of issues kind of compound all at once that has uh, pushed uh, both traders who are dealing with Wall Street, but the greater economy kind of over the edge where things are now going to start spiraling downhill. They have on the market, but also the concern is we're going to be entering into a, a recession. We may already be in one, but we really won't know until the government reports those statistics uh, here in another few months. Sure. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's basically, I mean, right this second, it, it's a bear market, but will it continue to be a bear market? We yeah. don't know where it's headed because nobody has a, a crystal ball. And I think you've given us a great high level description. So uh, what are what about the length of a bear market? I guess we don't know. Are we talking weeks, months, years typically? Yeah, I mean, the only the only way we can, well, as you said, Tony, if we all could predict the bottom and predict the top, we'd all be rich, right? <laughs> right. No one really, no one really can do that. Right. But if you look at historical averages, which is the best thing we have to kind of gauge these things, a bear market will last about a year, technically 363 days, so we'll call it a year. So, you know, I would say we entered the bear market here in the last few weeks. We probably have another year of choppy waters, to say the least, when it comes to the major indices, when it comes to the stock market. Now, keep in mind, when you uh, uh, that only lasts a year, a bear market, a bull market runs for a lot longer, right? It's on average, a bull market runs for four and a half years. And we've been spoiled, Tony. The, the bull market that we have been in, which started after the recession and the market meltdown in 2008, has pretty much rolled since 2010. So we have been in the, lar you know, the longest bull run in the history of, of Wall Street, almost 12 to yeah. 13 years. Yeah, so, we got a little spoiled. Spoiled, didn't we? We got very spoiled. We had we had a decade of almost no inflation, a decade of the market constantly going up. Interest rates were abysmal if you were a saver, but in the grand scheme of things, things were humming along for 13 years, and now um, now we've hit a uh, well a roadblock for lack of a better term. So you know it, it's important to keep perspective. I know right now you open up your you know you log on, you open up your investment accounts, and you kind of have an oh crap moment. But keep in mind in the big picture. Um, you know, things are, are, are still probably pretty good. Yeah. 
And I think, uh, uh, but a mistake could be to stick your head in the sand and ignore those statements. Never. Oh, I never, I don't want to look at my statement right now. I think the thing to do is not to try to remedy it yourself, uh, but dig into those statements with a financial services professional. And I know that you would be more than happy to meet with our listeners out there to get them a financial plan, a strategy, and how can our listeners get a hold of you to do that? Yeah, Tony, that's a great point. And, and it's important, you know, you look at those statements and you even have a moment of panic and that's okay. I, I get it, right? Um, but it, you need to put things in perspective in working with someone um, who does this for a living, aka me, right? Sit down and create plans that's, that take into account the risk that's currently present in investments, the risk that exists in inflation, um, ensuring that we can create the streams of income, the risk that's uh, present even in taxation, because who knows where that's going. There's a lot of moving parts just beyond your investments that need to be taken into account as you create a, a holistic plan for retirement. So if that's something that's of interest to you, give us a call 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com and we can uh, have a sit down or virtual meeting and start that conversation of either creating a plan or taking a look at one you may have already had put together and see uh, you know, if, if it needs any improvement. Right. There you go. And what's that number one more time they can call? Yeah, 866-360-2724. All right. Well, uh, let's keep it rolling. It's been a great show so far. I'm curious about what you can tell us about investing during a bear market. Well, I think one of the things, you know, there's a couple basic concepts here, right? And one of the basic concepts in investing, especially if you're going to be doing it regularly and over a longer period of time, is is embracing the concepts of what we call dollar cost averaging, okay? So let me start by, let me explain what dollar cost averaging by saying what it isn't, right? So you look at a stock and you're, it was 100 and it's dipped to 75 and you're like, ooh, it's gone down $25. I think it's a great time to buy it. And so you make a one-time purchase uh, at $75. Well, you might be excited because you, in your mind, saved 75, but you don't really know if that's truly the bottom for that stock, right? None of us truly can predict the bottom and maybe it continues to drop to 50 and then to 30. And so now you've lost money, right? Dollar cost averaging is the opposite of just making a one-time purchase where you think it's at the bottom. Instead, you make multiple small purchases over time, both when the stock is high or when the bond, whatever it is, whenever when it's high, when it's low, when it's in the medium range, so that you're buying it at various different levels and it averages the cost of that purchase over time. And that's generally going to put you in a much better place to, one, survive a market downturn, right? Because you have a uh, an average price as opposed to trying to time things. But but again, in the grand scheme of things, because markets generally go up, you're always going to be um, probably at or above that average. So making money or at least having a return on your um, initial purchase. So just because we're in the middle of a, a bear market and, and things are going down, that doesn't mean you should stop making those those investments to your 401k or IRA on a small on a regular basis. Over time, will all average itself out. And you'll end up ahead of the game as opposed to trying to time the market and thinking you're buying at the top or buying at the bottom when you really probably aren't. Yeah, that's true. And I, you really have to be careful. Uh, and I think that's important, not getting out over your skis, so to speak, right? That's that's exactly uh, right. You don't want to try to time the market. That's good advice. 
Uh, what's a better strategy than timing the market? Well, there's also, you know, we also talk about, uh, everyone taught, here's this diversification, right? You want to, that's why we use mutual funds. It, it, it spreads the risk over a number of different companies and, and financial, uh, instruments, whether it be bond, preferred stocks, regular stocks in a bear market. A lot of times, most everything's going to get sucked downward. Um, but still, if you diversify over different financial, uh, instruments, as well as different types of companies that are in different areas, um, you know, commodities and then energy and then service industries. If you diversify overall, you're going to lower that risk. But it's also important to understand diversification isn't just about, you know, stocks and bonds. It's also about using other financial um, vehicles. So it's also making using investments, but it's using insurance money. It's it's in using um different vehicles that your bank may provide. It's it's spreading that money across what we call different colors, right? Green money and red money and yellow money. This is a concept we would talk about at a review and making sure you have diversification, not only amongst financial instruments, but also financial vehicles. Right. Yeah, that's true. And there's a there are a lot of different options out there. And I know that that's a key factor for you with your clients, what you help them do is make sure that they're managing their risk appropriately and are have money. Uh, not all their money is at risk in the market, so to speak. So I, I think that's yeah. really important. So what kind of assets are you talking about uh, with a defensive strategy? Yeah, that's a great question. So when we talk about defensive strategy, we instead like to use something called downside protection, right? It's the same concept. And so uh, downside protection uh, generally is is a way in which it protects people to the downside so that when we're in a situation like we currently are, right, that the market is dropping pretty significantly, has been and will continue, you don't experience that downside, right? There's a number of different ways to do that. I don't want to get into detail because that the podcast will end up being very long. There's a lot of ways to protect yourself so that you don't experience significant losses, yet you're still able to get market upside when things start to turn around. And so your assets still grow, but you don't necessarily lose a lot of money. There's a, there's ways to position yourself um, so that you are defensive and you're protecting your downside. And this is critically important, especially if you're in a window of five to seven years before retirement, right? Because remember when, when ignore COVID because things went down fast and came back fast. But generally speaking, after a bear market, it's going to take three to five years for the market to get picked pick back up and probably get back to break even. You don't have that time, right? If you're within five years of retirement, you don't have the time to make that money back. So you really need to put yourself on a defensive strategy and 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 have downside protection so that uh, we can make a plan for retirement that is going to stand a bear market situation should it present itself just before you retire. Yeah. Good point. And I, I think that's that's good. You need to look at all these different strategies and options as far as investments. And I know that uh, you've highlighted before diversification, and it's got to be one of the things you consider when it comes to investing and your retirement funds, your 401ks, your IRAs. So I'm glad you pointed that out here and reemphasized it. That's for sure. So what's another tip? 
Well, if you want to, you know, uh, get specific about where do you put your money, like what sectors, you know, it's it's always good one to have a service professional, financial service professional work with you. But do a little research to see who, you know, what areas of the economy have performed well during a recession, right? Because a recession is usually the byproduct uh, of a, a, a bear market that we're in. And so looking at things like con- uh, consumer staples, utilities, energy, things that people still need to buy during a recession is always a great place. To, to put your money in or at least consider diversifying into um, because people, generally speaking, are always going to have to buy food. They're always going to have to buy utilities or energy, right? being oil or, or gas or propane or what have you. So, you know, making doing the research to see what type of investments and what type of sectors of the economy are uh, resilient during a recession or a bear market is a great way to augment your overall strategy for investing and protecting yourself to the downside. Yeah. Yeah. And identifying those sectors that traditionally perform solidly during a recession, I think that's a great reason once again, to work with somebody like yourself, uh, Peter, a, a financial services professional, when it comes to building a portfolio, having a financial strategy, that's going to maintain as much strength as possible in good times and bad. I, I think that's really important. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And, and look, let me say this last piece. I think it's important to uh, to clarify is look, take the big picture into consideration. We've hinted at this a couple times over the show, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, a bear market uh, is a bear market. Things are going to go down, but historically, the bull market has you will erase those losses, and and usually you'll end up ahead of the game. Now, of course, if you're if you're near retirement, it's going to be very nerve wracking, and it's important to sit down with someone who's going to be able to kind of work you through the situation and see how we can mitigate any sort of downward spiral. But it, taking the long view and just not panicking is probably the biggest thing you can do when we're in a situation like we are currently. Um, and, and then sitting down and creating a holistic plan with a financial service professional so that you can navigate future bear markets um, and bull markets and put yourself in a position you can retire the way you want to. Yeah, there you go. That's the bottom line. So how can our listeners out there, before we go today, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation. Yeah, so if, if you're interested, again, in sitting down and creating that holistic plan, give us a call, 866-360-2724, or visit us online at the IVAG.com. We can set an appointment, sit down, and, and start a conversation. All right. Thanks, Peter. And that does it for today's episode of the IV Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Loffenberg. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the IV Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Loffenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Loffenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.